Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Tempoli, our Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment market performance and movements and discuss Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life Podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Well, good morning, Richard. Um, we might just get straight into it. What sort of movements did we see in equity and investment markets throughout the month of June? Well, good morning, Ian. Last month was a little bit quieter, sort of a mixed bag of returns um, across the world in equities. And the overall equity market in euro terms was down marginally, but no. 0.4% negative return. So year-to-date markets are up 2.8%. So although the fundamentals for equities remain positive, we have seen um, some shifting sands. We've seen um, obviously trade tensions between primarily the United States and China. We've seen further tightening in uh, US interest rates, interest rates this year. And we've seen the spread of populism, especially in Italy and the rest of Europe. So a few increased risks in the markets, uh, but overall markets um, were still positive in markets because the economic fundamentals of strong economic growth, good corporate earnings, uh, still uh, support the equity markets. You you mentioned there that we are still positive on equities and and the fundamentals remain strong. What sort of figures did we see in equity markets in general? And we always talk about equity markets being a bit more quiet during the summer months. what were some of those geopolitical concerns that we really saw within the European market in particular? Last month, markets were, were reasonably quiet. Um, the strongest market was actually Australia, so up about 3%. Uh, importantly, the US stock market was also in positive territory, and that held up the global index. The US was up about half a percent. And then we saw some negative returns, particularly in the Asian markets. Um, we saw Hong Kong down 5% last month. Uh, and Europe, not quite as weak as the previous month, but also down, Europe was down about 1% during the month of June. So the weakness in Europe was, was really in the previous month, and that relates primarily to the uh, general election in Italy and the, um, the winning of that election by more Eurosceptical parties. You mentioned uh, weakness in Asia there, Richard. Was that down to some of the Fed movements we saw or the developments between uh, US and China on the trade front? It was primarily down to the, the trade problems between the US and the imposition of tariffs that the US imposed on China and then the Chinese retaliation. Um, the view of the markets is that it is still under control, that it hasn't been escalated in a serious way, but we've got to watch the situation carefully. Uh, Asian markets, some of them were also hit by currency concerns, um, but the primary reason are the, the, the imposition of tariffs between the US and, and, and China. And moving to, to fixed income, um, there was a big month for um, central bank activity throughout the month of June. We saw um, um, meetings from the ECB and the, and the Federal Reserve in the US as well. What was the outcome of some of those meetings and what did we see um, some of the European sovereign debt numbers for the month? The bond markets uh, in the Eurozone were uh, in positive territory as regards the price last month up about uh, almost 1%. Um, helped particularly by the peripheral markets. We saw some recovery in Italy after a very weak month in May. Uh, Spain was also up between, well, Italy and Spain were up between 1% and 2% in, in price terms. So uh, that was in, in Europe. The European Central Bank remains reasonably dovish. 
in its outlook. Um, but in the US, of course, we've had significant short-term rate rises, and the bond yield has risen from about 1.5% at the low point a couple of years ago to close to 3% today. And the 10-year bond yield in the US still remains just under, just remains now just under the 3% mark. And US bonds did very little last month. So bonds were, were flat to slightly up, um, but we believe in the Eurozone that over time as the ECB cuts back on its quantitative easing programme and finishes that programme, uh, that it is possible that Eurozone bond yields start to rise uh, over, over the next couple of years. And hence we have a um, we, uh, low bias to bonds in the Eurozone, the duration of the bonds we hold in, in our multi-asset portfolios in, in the Eurozone have, have a very low duration. And moving on to, to currency markets now, um, we've seen fluctuations in the, in the main rate that, that we all speak about, uh, namely the US dollar versus the, the Euro currency. Did we see much um, to influence that over the, the course of the month of June, and how has that affected returns for investors in recent times? Okay, well, over, during the month of June there was almost no movement from the beginning to the end of the month. The euro dollar rate is at about 1.17, started there and finished the month roughly in the same position. However, since the start of the year, uh, returns for Euro, Eurozone investors from um, markets outside the Eurozone have been significantly enhanced by the fact that the euro has been a weaker currency this year. So, for example, the US stock market in local currency terms is up 1.7% this year but in euro terms is up 4.5%. And the US, of course, is the largest market in the world, and that does influence the returns for eurozone investors outside the eurozone. So currencies have been a tailwind for, for Irish investors so far this yes. year. And turning to commodities now, um, we've spoken a lot recently about some of the fluctuations in the oil price so far in 2018, and some of the less positive news in gold. What did we see throughout the month of June uh, overall in the commodity index, and then maybe some of the specific components as well? Okay, and well, there's been a very clear, or big divergence, I should say, between the energy sector in commodities and the non-energy sector. Last month, the overall commodity index was down about 1%, but year-to-date, it remains in positive territory, up about 3.4%. But between energy and non-energy, big, big divergences. So last month, we saw the oil price strong, very strong again. Um, for It's been strong now for about eight or nine months. And then in the precious metal side, we saw some significant weakness last year in things like gold, for example, you mentioned gold. Also, the copper price has been, has been quite weak. So uh, the action in commodities this year has been in, in energy and, and remains so during the month, during the month of June. Yeah, finally, turning to some of our um, positioning, uh, we've, we've mentioned some of our overriding views so far, but you could just reiterate uh, where we're positioned across some of our, our main multi-asset funds and then, I suppose, more specifically in some of the geographical and sector biases we might hold. Okay, well, uh, the, we remain um, a, with st- still a strong bias towards equities, albeit we're not at the top of the ranges in, the, in our multi-asset portfolios, but we're not far off the top. Um, so we do still favour the equity markets for the reasons I gave earlier on. Strong um, economic fundamentals and now reasonable valuations once again on a price-earnings basis. And of course, equities still remain better value than bonds and cash, particularly in, in the Eurozone. So we do have a strong bias towards uh, equities. The markets we favour are Asia um, and to a lesser extent Ireland, the US and Japan. 
we have underway positions in Europe and the UK. As regards the European position, that was taken down about a month ago. That, that's, that was a good decision. The European markets have come off um, somewhat since then. Um, but it is, we are looking at the possibility of putting more money back into the Eurozone, perhaps during the month of July. So that is the, the equity position uh, as regards countries, as regards sectors. We remain um, with a strong bias towards more cyclical areas of the market and with a, a, an underweight position in the sort of defensive or bond proxy sectors like utilities, real estate and telecoms. So the biggest overweight positions in, on the sort of cyclical side are in technology and materials as well as energy. And uh, one of the defensive areas we do now like is healthcare, particularly on the healthcare equipment side. So that's the, the, overall, the overall equity position. As regards the Eurozone bond markets, I think I've mentioned already that the, we have a, a very low position in Eurozone bonds and the bonds that, are, that remain in the portfolio have a low duration. So that if bond yields were to start rising, um, the prices of the bonds in our portfolios would not fall that much. Well, thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis, and thank you to you, our listeners, as well. As always, please log on to Zurich.ie for more information on our investment news and our fund performance. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.